Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Thrival of the Fittest. It's yeah. uh, it's the one and only Bada Thunder here, Brandon Straker, and I'm with my main man, Ross, the boss, Poindexter. <laughs> Dude, how's it going, man? Sensational, sensational. Nothing you look bad. sensational, I'll tell you that much. Nothing bad has happened to me in the last couple of days at all. Not one bad thing. I feel like you just jumped out of a uh, Nike commercial. And, <laughs> per, uh, per usual. I know, dude. And you're, I mean, you look the part too. It's not, it's not like, you know, one of those dudes who doesn't look like he should be wearing Nike, wearing Nike, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, you know? I, I own it, dude. I feel like you do own it. I feel like a Nike athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Man- you should be manifesting it into existence. So we got a dude, we got a cool topic to talk about today. Um, what are we talk today. About? Yeah. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about mental health, you know, depression, anxiety, um, and then the effects of exercise on mental health. And just really also too, like where a lot of these things come from, because I think, man, if we look at the world around us, like there's a lot of mental health is a major issue, you yeah. know, um, you know, in, in, especially with the 21st century lifestyle with all the crazy shit that's going on, dude, the mass shootings and stuff that we see. And like, it's no coincidence that most of these people are on like, you know, medications for their mental health and stuff. And then just like the suicide rate, I mean, mental health is a major issue. Um, right. You know I mean? I'm sure we've all been touched by it, you know? Absolutely, dude. And, uh, and I think, I think it's so important to discuss it because, we're kind of in this place right now, right? Like, have you, I'm sure you've talked to a fair amount of our clients, not people that we talked to that we were talking about potentially becoming clients, people we've worked with, you know, friends, family that, you know, many times you'll hear them label themselves as well. I'm bipolar. Or, I suffer from depression or I have this or I have that. And then, and they're acting as if, you know, it's this genetic disease that there's no, that must be medicated and there's no other natural pathway. They're not really looking at like, where is this coming from? And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and, and like, I mean, I'm sure you've like, right. When you bring a client on and they're like, well, I'm bipolar. So this is why I can't do this, you know? And it becomes like this limiting belief. No, for sure, man. And it's, it's those kind of limiting beliefs that kind of got them on the phone with us in the first place, you know, right. um, where you're not sure, um, how to make the change or, or how to adjust your mindset in order to make that change. Right. And so I think sometimes people forget to ask, well, what, like, why do I have this, this diagnosis of being bipolar, bipolar, suffering from depression or anxiety disorder, ADHD or ADD or whatever these different things are. Um, why do I, why do I have this? Do I have this because of my diet and nutrition and, and being overweight or am I overweight because of this disorder and that not allowing me to, to do, you know, to do what, uh, to do what I need to do. You know, um, am I suffering from these different things because of things that happened in childhood and things that need to be dealt with emotionally, you know, and am I reacting in certain ways? Am I, you know, just not taking action in my life? Am I just sad? You know, what is the root cause of these things? And like, what are some of the ways that maybe I can, feel better you know without necessarily having to take these drugs because let's be honest like the drug situation in our country is out of control right it's insane bro like what did wasn't there that documentary that said like 
what was it? Did you see that one? That was like in the U.S. we per, we consume like ninety percent of the world's prescription drugs or something no like way. that. No way! I believe yeah. it. I haven't seen that, but I believe yeah. it. And so, uh, so anyways, like one thing I wanted to start off with, and I figured we can talk about the discussion, but I wanted to, you know, we do research consistently for our clients, right? Yeah. Um, and so one thing I do want to do is just share a little of the research in, in this recent study um, with, with everybody, uh, with everybody today. And then, you know, we kind of talk about, talk about that, but, um, but this is from science daily. Okay. From, from the website and, it, and it's a actual scientific study that they cite here, but it says when it comes to inpatient <clears throat> treatment of a range of mental health and mood disorders from anxiety and depression to schizophrenia, schizophrenia, suicidality and acute psychotic episodes a new study advocates for exercise rather than psychotropic medications as the primary prescription and method for intervention findings from the study reveal that physical exercise is so effective at alleviating patient symptoms that it could reduce patients time admitted to acute facilities and reliance on psychotropic medications. Okay. So what, what uh, quoted from the study says the general attitude of medicine is that you treat the primary problem first and exercise was never considered to be a life or death treatment option. Now that we know it's so effective, it can, be, it can become as fundamental as pharmacological intervention, explains David Thomasy, a lecturer at the University of Vermont, psychotherapist and inpatient psychiatry group therapist at University of Vermont Medical Center and lead researcher of the study. Practitioners at inpatient psychiatric facilities often crowded <clears throat> acute settings in which patients experience severe distress and discomfort typically prescribe psychotropic medications first rather than natural remedies like physical exercise to alleviate patients' symptoms such as anger, anxiety, and depression. In fact, Thomasy estimates that only a handful of inpatient psychiatric hospitals in the, U <clears throat> in the U.S. provide psychotherapist-supported gym facilities exclusively for these patients. Instead, practitioners rely on classical psychotherapeutic and pharmacological frameworks to treat psychiatric symptoms, which they monitor to determine which a patient is ready to be discharged <clears throat> when a patient is ready to be discharged from the facility. Thomasy, in collaboration with UVMMC, Sherry Gates, and Emily Raines, built a gym exclusively for, <clears throat> for roughly 100 patients in the medical center's inpatient psychiatric unit and led... <clears throat> led and introduced 60-minute structured exercises and nutrition education programs into their treatment plans. The psychotherapist surveyed patients on their mood, self-esteem, and self-image both before and after the exercise sessions to gauge the effects of exercise on psychiatric symptoms. Patients reported lower levels of anger, anxiety, and depression, higher self-esteem, and overall improved moods. Thomasy, Gates, and Raines found an average of 95% of patients reported that their moods improved after doing the structured exercises, while 63% of the patients reported being happy or even very happy, as opposed to neutral, sad, or very sad after the exercises. An average of 91.8% of patients also reported that they were pleased with the way their bodies felt after doing the structured exercises. The fantastic thing about these results is that if you're in a psychotic state, you're sort of limited with what you can do in terms of talk therapy or psychotherapy. It's hard to receive a message through talk therapy in that state, whereas with exercise, you can use your body 
and not rely on emotional intelligence alone, explains Thomasy. The priority is to provide more natural strategies for the treatment of mood disorders, depression, and anxiety. He adds, in practice, we hope that every psychiatric facility will include integrative therapies, in our case, exercise in particular, as the primary resource for their patients' um, psychophysical well-being. So I think that last part right there, where he says, our hope is that we're going to use this as the primary, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're telling me fitness is better than drugs? Is basically yeah, what I mean, you said? That's, I mean, that's what, that's what we're getting <laughs> that's pretty to, much right? what you said. Yeah. Fitness is better than drugs, you know? And obviously, there's a lot that goes into these different things, right? But that mind-body connection. And so many times, people are seeking out a chemical for these things. Um, to fix it and they're still left, you know, not fixing the other underlying clause. Many times the way we talk about with hormones, right? Yeah. Hey, don't be depressed and do drugs, <laughs> lift weights and give hugs. Yeah. <laughs> we just made, just making more quotes, bro. Making more quotes. I had to throw that one out there. It was on my mind. <laughs> I but I mean, so have you ever been depressed before? Um, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. A lot of people like use that term depressed, like super, mm -hmm. like lightly, like depressed so, is super serious. Like right. I've been, I've been sad. I've been like upset, yeah. but I, I don't let that like consume me. And that's, yeah. I feel like that's what depression is, is like when you let that, that, uh, all that's like being sad and emotion just build up and consume you. And like, right. so no, I don't, I don't believe that I have. Right. You know, I don't, uh, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I, I had a, like a, a very short battle with like anxiety, um, yeah. for like a month after I quit chewing. Yeah. And, um, and so I think with me, when I quit using tobacco, it was like, it was weird because it was like this friend that was always kind of like there, right? Like if you were alone, you weren't doing shit, you could just dip, you know, or you weren't, you know, it was just something that was always there for you to do. Yeah. Um, and then when I stopped doing that, it was like all of a sudden I had to think about, I didn't have that to do. So like I would think about other shit, you know, and yeah. I, I would, and I, I would, there wasn't just this mindless activity. And I realized that like I was doing that many times instead of thinking about things that maybe in life that needed to be taken care of. Yeah. So I began to have anxiety. And I never really respected what like an anxiety attack was like until I had one, you know, yeah. uh, because like I always just thought, man, dude, you're freaking out. Just calm fuck down and like take it easy, you know, smoke some weed or <laughs> go do something, you know. Um, and then like when, when I had this stuff, it was like, dude, I couldn't, I, I, I would like my chest would start to hurt. My heart would be racing for no reason. I'd be like, fuck man, I'm having a heart attack, you know? And then you get on WebMD and you start looking at that shit, dude. That's the worst thing well, you can and do. And that's going to, yeah, that is the worst thing you do. <laughs> for anything, bro. You, you, you yeah. can get like a, a mole and then like look it up and be like, you're dying. You're yeah, dying. for sure. You're going to be dead. Like most people with moles like that die within about 36 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, oh, I have a mole and I think I have anxiety. <laughs> Life is falling apart, dude. WebMD is what causes anxiety attacks, I feel like, dude. <laughs> um, it, it definitely does. But then, like, for me, it was wild because I'm like, I didn't realize how crazy because I legitimately, like, damn near passed out and fell down just, like, walking to the bathroom. It was no, for sure. And, like, go outside, and it was snowing outside and walking snow. And eventually, like, I, I worked through it. I, I really came to the realization that I had just, like, some different fears. And that's where a lot of that stuff 
lot of anxiety and depression and in, in these different things that we have, they come for, they come from several different areas, but um, a lot of it can come from, you know, fear of the future stuff we're not taking action on. Yeah. And um, you know, the, the uncertainty of the fu- future and then also regret from the past, all the shit we did we fucked up on that we didn't, you know, that we didn't, um, that, you know, the chances we didn't take or the, the, you know, the times that we didn't take action in the past, you know what I mean? The relationships we messed up or whatever right and exactly and to have the hardest time you know what i mean when we're too focused on the obstacles which we talked a lot about last podcast right um and in the future the uncertainty of the future when we're sitting here dwelling in like all the times we fucked up man i should have said so, that thing different or man i shouldn't have like, been such a, a dick to my ex-girlfriend or my you know or whatever for sure man <laughs> no. like you know it's all yeah, it's just it's all a mental game, honestly. Like I'm not I'm not a, claiming that I'm a doctor that's going to cure depression, but like but like rather than being obsessed with the uncontrollables, like the stuff that's overwhelming you and and tearing you apart, just like become obsessed with shit that you love to do and shit that makes you happy and and be obsessed with learning and growing on on things like that rather than shit that you know brings you down um like even if it's just like listening to positive music or 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 listening to positive podcasts like thrival the fittest you know (laughs) like it's like they say motion motion breeds emotion right you know yeah change your your mental state you gotta you need to change your physical state our environment what's surrounding us has a dramatic effect on emotions, right? What we're For doing. sure. Like, uh, I can tell you, like, just from personal experience, I can tell you, like, like number one, like, one thing that I've learned from um, seeing the therapist that Glenn and I, like, have seen and stuff, uh, and, and he's a business coach, too, is that, uh, is that you're not supposed to be happy all the time, you know? Like, yeah. most of the human emotions, like, Fear, guilt, sadness, shame, like there's many more of those than the, than the positive emotions, jo- love, joy, passion, you know, like there, there's um, anger is another negative one, like there's more negative emotions and we're going to feel more, you know, because there's more of those, like a lot of life is feeling more of those emotions. That's just part of it. You Dude, know? Absolutely. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to get away from those. Those are always going to come no matter who you are, mm-hmm. but it's just how you react to it. I feel like yeah. it. And, and being able to control your thoughts and emotions like that and, and creating something positive out of it. I feel like that's, that's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when it comes to creating a, that's something I wanted to talk about because when we get into this area where I think that's such a powerful thing that these doctors are looking at prescribing exercise first, exercise and nutrition, because yeah. there's so many things that can cause these different emotions as well. You know, um, is it, you know, is it the fact that you're overweight and that's causing a physical, you know, a chemical response in your body that is, that is making you more depressed? Maybe yeah. that is it the fact that you just aren't doing shit and you're being fucking lazy. Right. And, and you know it on the inside and you know, you need to get up and get moving to, to feel progress. You know, we talk about that a lot of time. Key happy is, is progress. Like you need to, because you're not making progress because you're not doing you know, anything, you know, that are, is that why you're depressed? Yeah. So is exercise going to help you in the way of like, because now all of a sudden you're making progress and working towards a goal, 
it, it gives you purpose and meaning. hundred percent, like dude. It, it's honestly as simple as that, bro. Like, yeah. like if you're not doing shit, you're obviously like all, everything that you could be doing is going to be yeah. in your head. And just, like I said earlier, just consuming you and, and bringing you down, but mm-hmm. like health and fitness, like that's one of the first steps into, you know, improving yourself. And that's going to affect your mindset, your mentality, your physical appearance. And, right. and, and I mean, only good things can go from taking care of your body, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, like, um, well, you know, what's, what's going to happen? What's, what, what's, yeah, yeah, exactly. What's where, like, what's going to happen? You're going to look better. You know, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to be more pleased with what you see in the field, you know, yeah. you, might, you know, like, you know, you might start, maybe you meet a girl, right? Maybe you meet a guy, maybe you like have more confidence to do those things. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe you are married and you start giving it to the old lady just a little bit more, right? And she's yeah. a little happier and stuff. Your situation at home is a little bit better, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, it approves all these different areas of your life, which can relieve some of these things. But also too, along with just like the positive benefits, you know, in those areas of your life, helping with it mentally, chemically too you know when you have less body fat when your hormones aren't messed up you're not you're gonna have more you know when you have higher testosterone levels as a guy you know when your sex hormones are more balanced you have more progesterone as a woman from doing these things you're gonna have more energy you're gonna feel more assertive you know you're gonna feel more confident you're gonna take less shit than you need to you know not in like an asshole type of way where you're just walking on people but you're just like not gonna get walked on so easily you know you're gonna Um, you know, you're going to have all these and then chemically with, within you, like when you start, you know, you begin eating, right. You change your microbiome, which has a dramatic effect. Your gut bacteria. Absolutely, dude. How you feel. Yeah. And I, and you, you kind of just touched on it, but like, sure. You know, we help people, you know, our, our service is to help people shed some pounds, shed some body fat. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing that you're you're gaining in that is is confidence and is having that self-respect that that you didn't have before and that you always kind of thought about like oh what if i had more confidence what could i accomplish and mm-hmm. just from changing your body and your appearance and your mindset mm-hmm. you're getting that confidence that just yeah. nat- naturally comes with that kind of growth yeah, the confidence of of putting in work, of seeing a positive benefit, of looking better, of just learning, like how, how to take care of your body, dude. Yeah. yeah, learning stuff, and and yeah, like there's so many different um, chemical benefits, and then just also like physical, emotional benefits, and they all they all go hand in hand. And so I think it's so powerful that we're seeing that because how many people do we know that they go and they're like, fuck, man, I've been angry a lot lately or I'm sad a lot lately. And it's not that all doctors do this, but a lot of doctors in a lot of fields, you know, whether it's, you know, with a, with some sort of a, like a physical problem or whether it's like, you know, um, when it comes to psychotherapy, you know, their first course of action is to prescribe a drug. Yeah. Oh, you must have this here. Like, Hey, I can't really focus on anything. Yeah. You know, I'm like, let's face it. Those of us who have tried a little Adderall know it's fucking fun. Right. Yeah, totally. Right. Like, do we need it? And, um, some people I'm sure have ADD. Right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, but here's the thing, like, do you have ADD because your microbiome's fucked up? 
do you have ADD because you aren't moving enough, you know, because you haven't, you know, do you, because you're, you need to reduce stress levels and stuff because you're thinking about other bullshit that you're not doing. Do you have ADD because what you're doing, you don't fucking like, you know, like, you know, that's a very real possibility, right? Like who doesn't have who, who doesn't have a hard time paying, paying attention to shit that's fucking boring, you know? Yeah. And we take these people and we like have them do, especially kids and stuff, and we have them do a bunch of stuff that's boring and that they don't like or aren't interested in and coop them up in a room and tell them they have ADD. And then adults, you know, they go on to think they have ADD too because maybe they're sitting at a job in a cubicle that doesn't interest them. They maybe need to be at another job, you know? Not, not that it even matters if they're in a cubicle. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, no, it's like... There's just so many like negative reinforcements out there. It's like when you're when you're depressed, like you just you just kind of sit there and like and, mm-hmm. and and you're not doing anything with it, or you'll like take take your medicine or mm-hmm. have, have that temporary fix. But when you're replacing it with something that's you know, if you're depressed, if you get sad, you get mad and, and upset, and you replace that with you know going to the gym or right. doing something like that, dude. That's where that's where the positive habits start coming in. You start replacing that with something that's progressing you. Yeah. There's a, and then there, and then you look at like the thing about this too, like with social media now, with how connected people are to their phones. Right. Yeah. Like, I think we can all agree that's a major cause of a lot of mental health disorders. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for a lot of people, because most of the time when you look on social media, like depending on what you're looking at, but most of what you're going to be sent is like, we already know that the algorithms send you more shit that, that pisses you off, mm-hmm. you know, because it gets you to click on stuff more and, and like start and, and engage in discussions and debates about stuff, you right. know? Um, and so, but not only that, like so many times people are on social media and they're comparing their lives to others. Like, do I have a before and after Instagram pic or a contest pic that looks like that person's, you yeah. know, do, you know, there's, do I have a, the, the money that that person has or the car that that person has, or this person looks like they're having fun all the time, or this person's out getting laid all the time or whatever, you know? And you, uh, you see all these things and people begin to forget that like, that's, Number one, that's a highlight reel, right? Yeah. You know, like that's a fucking highlight reel. Like when you, we've all been to bars, like both you and I have where you're at the bar and you see people jump up and do their Instagram story like this real quick. Like they're having a great time with all their friends and shit. Yeah. And they set their phone down and then them and their five friends are all just staring at their phone, not fucking saying shit to each other, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. And it for sure is a highlight reel, but I feel like um, those people that like, think of social media like that and they think of it right they like oh this person just looks like this because they're and they're just glorifying their life that their life really isn't that good i mean it's those people that are like they're still low-key jealous like about that kind of stuff because their their current situation isn't where theirs is or or where they want it to be i guess i should say well there's what i mean well, I think there's, that's true of the haters, you know, I don't like w- what I'm really getting at hundred percent, you know, is there's, there's definitely haters out there that are like, well, that, that makes them feel bad because like, they're not taking action in their life and they don't yeah. have that. So they're like yeah. saying this person has this because of that, you know, we actually talked about that last podcast and stuff, yeah. you know, um, 
And so like, that's obviously destructive mindset, you know, when you make excuses for other people having shit, but when you're looking at other people, what I'm saying is like, I get what what a lot of people are seeing that, seeing that when it is a highlight reel sometimes, but they're looking at their lives and going, Hey man, I'm shit with my life. Hey, even when they do have a pretty good life, yeah, people looking going, man, I don't have as many friends as I should have, or I'm not, you know, I don't have as much money as I should have, or I don't have this. And they start to look and feel like a piece of shit. And then you know, they stop. And so like a lot of people that can be a cause and, and because that, you know, they're not taking action and stuff, they, they feel a little down and go and get a drug, drug prescribed. Right. No, for sure. No. Yeah. That's kind of what, like the angle I was going on it with yeah. that is that like, if you're not happy, you're going to, and you don't know how to get to that person that you're looking right. at that glorified person, then you're just going to, you know, think about yeah. negative thoughts, be depressed and blah, 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 do all that. But I feel like you just got to really sit down and just understand that your life is not their life. Your path is not their path. And, right. And, and if you want those things, use it as motivation, don't, but don't feel less than, you yeah, know, yeah. or not having that stuff yet, you know, exactly. or not having that life yet, you know, don't feel like. Yeah. Do you really, you really think you're going to get there by moping about it or being depressed about it or having those negative thoughts? Right. Like, yeah. Use it as motivation. Even if it is, right. fake. even if it is fake, right. That's if right. it's, if they're showing something that you want, then do what you got to do to get there. Don't fucking right. trip about it. Don't be all pissed off about it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I think when it comes to a lot of these things that, um, you know, that, that people have to understand that, you know, you really have to question, why do I feel this way? And I, I don't want anybody out there to think that we're being insensitive to the fact that there, there is a very real chemical yeah. depression, like, you know, and, and these other disorders, like I get, and I know I've known people that have a, experienced a lot of benefit from some of those drugs, but also too, they can have negative side effects, right? You know, yeah. when you have, um, when you have drugs that increase your dopamine and serotonin and stuff like that. Yeah when you stop taking those, those things bottom out, dude. And then you have a lack of those and it makes it even more intense. Exactly. But that's just kind of going off the fact that like, sure they work. Yeah. But it's it's all temporary fixes because if if you do wean off of it, you know, right. It's not like you're just automatically cured, you know, it's, it's, it's it's a crutch. Right. Yeah. And one of the best things for dopamine and serotonin, you know, is a hundred percent exercise and nutrition for optimizing those you know, naturally, and you don't get the drop off, you know what I mean? Like where it's, where it's, you know, cause what that's, I mean, it works really the same way steroids work for people, right? You know, they start taking testosterone, their body goes, Whoa, I got a ton of testosterone and it starts responding to that. You know, they build some muscle, but their natural testosterone shuts off because their body goes, wow, I have so much that I don't need to keep producing it. Right. You know, and it's the same thing with these other drugs. And then people fear, you know, people get off and they get even worse sometimes, you know? Yeah. So, you know, like I always feel like the first course of action for us now, if you're in a place where you're suicidal, obviously get help, right? You know, like, yeah, you know, sure. if you're in that place, but I think the first course of action, you know, for, for people, like if you're listening and stuff should always be like, Hey, what questioning, why do I feel this way? What's going on in my life? What am I not taking action on? And like, what's, you know, what, you know, am I working on? What can I do? And then going and actually just trying doing that stuff. Yeah. You know? Do you think that like people, like, you know, cause, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I've never like experienced like depression mm-hmm. or anything like that. Do you think people 
think of health and fitness as like too much of a long-term fix. Like they're not thinking of it, like they're looking for the sh- like short-term fix. How can I fix this right now? Rather than like that instant gratification we've been yeah. talking about on pretty much every podcast and we're going to bring it up again because yeah. it relates so much. But like, like people who are the best, you think they're just going to go to the gym one time and automatically feel better, you know? Do you, I think, I think you make an excellent, that's an excellent question, you know, because I do, I think you're probably right, man. I think that's, I think a lot of people do look at this as like, well, they're attaching the result of exercising to what's going to make them feel better. Right. Like they're, they're going, well, I could start exercising. Then if I had a better, better body, I would feel better. Yeah. You know, and, but they don't understand so long or whatever. Right. Yeah. But they don't understand that chemically, like the moment, like even like the moment that you begin to, to work out and stuff and the, the the changes that it makes within your body, even just reducing cortisol levels, you know, reducing your insulin levels, which can lead to like excess sugar leads to anxiety, depression, you know, sugar's directly linked just like a drug you know, to anxiety and depression. And, um, and then when you add like the poor nutrition in with it and, and being overweight and feeling bad about being overweight, you know, and then, and like knowing that you're eating shit and only compounds the problem. Right. You know? And then, um, but people don't realize that when you begin to work out, just the act of going and doing that, like you are are getting instant gratification. Yeah, dude, because you're, you're lowering insulin levels, you're increasing, you know, positive hormones, you know, that are going to help you to feel better instantly. Exactly. Uh, So yeah, I think definitely people could be like attaching the, not really more attaching to the physical appearance aspect of it. You know, yeah, the right. end result of working out being the mechanism that's going to make them feel better, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, oh, I need to, like, I bet if I had a six pack or something like that, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better. But, but like you said, all that, all that stuff is going on just off of one workout or one day of eating right. And then right. two, two days is going to, you know, keep going three days, four days. Yeah, dude. Well, when you can be proud of yourself. When you can be proud of yourself, it makes it like that's another that can be another cause of a lot of these negative emotions. When you're just not proud of yourself, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I think it's important to be proud of yourself. For sure. Um when you're just when 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 you know you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know? Or and then but even when you just like when you do take action, we we touched on a little bit on this before, right? It charges you up. You know, when you begin taking action, you're able to look and go, Hey man, you know, I've been bullshitting on this for a long time. Yeah. And look what I did today. You know, then all of a sudden it's like, for sure. You let go a little bit. Dude. Yeah. And I feel like once a lot of time passes too, like, I mean, I'm only 26. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I, but when I, when I talk to people who are 45, 50 and up and they, and they, and they tell me that like, they still want to be that best version of themselves and they want to make that change. That's, it inspires me, you know, it's very inspiring because you know, I feel like as, as soon as I hear that, I, I assume that like oh, 40, 50 years passes and you're still not where you want to be. You're not proud of yourself of, of your life yet. Yeah. You feel like you're just, you've just wasted all that time. But if you, if you still kind of have that mentality and, and make that change, right? there's still so much life left that you can, Oh, and you can, you can turn your life around and love that. And everyone around, it's just going to be infectious. Everybody around you is going to notice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think you bring up an excellent point there, man. Uh, because 
um, I want you to get all cocky or anything because you're bringing up good points and shit, but you know, <laughs> <Lots of good. laughs> uh, but like I'll say, so I'm, I'm 10 years older than you. Right. And, yeah. uh, and there's definitely been times where like what I've learned at this point about, about that particular subject is like when you're a kid, right. Like yeah. you look at when you're like, well, when you're five years old, you look at fifth graders of being so big and like, they fucking know some shit. Right. Yeah. And then when you're like in fifth grade, you look at like someone who's in junior high, like they know some shit when you're in high school or whatever, or even when you're a kid, you look at and you figure that I feel like when I'm an adult, I'm gonna have it all figured out, you know? And then, um, you get to about 20 to 21 or whatever, you know, and, and you're like, well, you know, by the time I'm, you know, 25 i'm really gonna know what the fuck i'm doing and then you get to where you're just 25 and you're like by the time i'm like in my 30s you know or whatever i'm not like you know i'll, I'll have righted the ship and i'll have things figured out you know yeah and what i've begun to learn is that you'd like like i feel like the moment you feel like you got shit figured out like some shit is fucked up man you the people that you need to worry about are the ones that think they have like this stuff all figured out you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, the, you, you guys are the, you motherfuckers are the ones that are living in a dream world and delusional, you know, like you are going to be like feeling like you still need to become the best version of yourself. And then continuing to try to do that is essential, you know? Um, and I think that's part of growing and, and, you know, I just think that's part of being a person is never feeling like you've quite made it. You know what I mean? Um, in the sense that like never feeling like you have it all figured out, you know, I think you can find, I think you, we should always find like the goal should be to find peace through that because there's always more to learn. There's always more to accomplish. There's yeah. always a better way to improve. There's always someone who's done whatever you're trying to do better than you. And, and so like not, in, you know, comparing with other people, but just always knowing there's room for improvement and you're never going to have it fucking figured out. And you're always going to be trying to become a better person or, or get better at it at what you want and finding peace and taking action towards doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, man, I agree. You, you got to have that peace of like being proud of where you're at, but still knowing that there is so much more to learn and so much more to grow. You're, mm -hmm. It's those people who do feel like they know it all or super cocky like that, that just they're, they're not, they're still not where they should be obviously, but they're just they got that mentality and, and I feel like that's something that hinders them from being the best version of the version of themselves still. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I just can't tell you, man, how pumped I am though to like see this. And I really hope it continues that it gets to become a sort of a, a main treatment because I, you look at just the way there was that book. Oh dude, what's the name of it? It's over on my bookshelf somewhere. Um, I can't think of it right now. So uh, we'll update it in the, in the show notes or something. But uh, <laughs> it's about, it about how like they're, you know, in, in different schools, they're prescribing exercise before kids start school or before they start their, at the beginning of their school day and work out. They have these workout programs and, and kids like per, have better test scores, better overall learning. There's less fights. Um, there's I'll less, believe that all day. Bullying, like all of it, right? Because these people are out there in the trenches, they're working out, they're doing stuff, you know, they're getting all those negative emotions out of them. Plus, like kids eat so bad, but but 
the moral of the story is they also produce more of that hormone BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor that helps you learn faster. You know, it's like miracle grow for the brain. And they found out that these kids were just much smarter. You know, they were testing with like testing up there with like, uh, I believe it was like China and stuff and, and Japan and, and countries like those where they normally crush us in tests in this one school district. And so, you know, they're even finding for kids. So I, I think we have to get back to a place where we begin to respect, you know, the, our, our body and exercise and movings, um, effect on, on our mental state and, you know, our, you know, how smart we are, how, how our brain operates, how our emotions are, because we're just in this place now where, you know, the first course of action is to prescribe a drug, you know, yeah, and it, and it fucking sucks, dude, because we see that for everything. And that's the power the pharmaceutical industry has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you assume they know it all, they know the cure for everything. Well, it's just a quick fix. Well, that's the, th- like <laughs> the, uh, like we get into this place where we just like, I'm sure most doctors have our best interest in mind. Right. Totally. Um, but unfortunately, like with the, so like, there's a lot of doctors that are absolutely incredible to stay on the cutting edge of science. They want to know more. They want to learn more. They're awesome. Right. Yeah. And then there's also doctors that, you know, they go to school for so many years, they feel like they know all there is to know. There's a little bit of uh pride and cockiness in it. Yeah. And, it's kind of like what we were just talking about. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and then they, they continue to prescribe stuff based on old science. And one thing we have to realize is doctors don't get a ton of education in nutrition. They get about two hours total education in nutrition. Um, you know, in medical school, it's mostly like prescribed, diagnose, prescribe stuff like that, you know, human anatomy, um, as well. And then, and then, uh, so they don't learn about a lot about nutrition and then, there's a certain way things have always been done. You know, there's, there's vested interests in science and, and, um, studies. A lot of the books are written by the pharmaceutical companies. So a lot of these doctors just continue to prescribe cholesterol medication when we know that dietary, dietary cholesterol is not leading to heart disease. And, and the same with some of these other, um, you know, uh, drugs for, for, um, psychoactive disorders and stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, you, unfortunately we get a lot of those doctors and what's crazy as people, like we trust them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, As you should. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like I should be able to trust my doctor. Um, but the thing is, is most people don't ever consider is my doctor wrong? You know, is this not the best course of action? Right. Should I seek multiple opinions? Should I, should I start educating myself? And now there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. Like I'm not a personally a big believer that like vaccines are causing all these fucking problems that people like to believe they are, you know, like, um, like I'm not an anti-vaxxer. So there's a, but I feel like there's a lot of propaganda there in either way, but I think it's important to be educating yourself on what you can do for these disorders. Right. Yeah. And, and seek out several different professional opinions. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. That is a pretty common issue i think is is that you do have too much trust in your in your doctor not to say that doctors aren't amazing but Mm -hmm. i agree well there is a there's this another one like uh there's this philosophy of manual Kant, you know and he was talking about enlightenment like what is enlightenment and he said it's when you know we uh 
stop thinking like essentially like I'm paraphrasing, but said begin to stop thinking immaturely, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like in talking about what that meant, you know, when you're immature, you know, when you're an adolescent, when you're a child, like you, you have like your parents who are basically like gods, right? They know everything, you know, any problem you have, you go to them, they fix it. My toe hurts, you know, like, like you have these people that fix everything. Right. And then as we get older over time, like we have teachers that we trust in that take care of everything for us. And and then there's never really this sort of, you know, that we, we realize through that, that we get to play, we get to do our things. We don't really have to worry about that because we have these other authorities that we can basically outsource our thinking and decision making to. Right. Right. And so as we get older, though, there's never really this rite of passage where you hit this point where it's like you're thinking and decision making. You decide you're going to take over and start doing now. For most people, it's just much more easy and comfortable to continue to outsource your decision making to other people. Right. So people read books, you know, not necessarily because they want to learn or because they're thinking, but so that they compare it the latest thing to say to their friends. Right. Or people will, you know, um, you know, be like, listen to one political, you know, party or, or speak or something, think what they say sounds good, begin to believe that, make a decision. That's what they should believe. And then just continue to parrot that stuff. And then the yeah. same with a doctor, a nutritionist or whatever, you know, and it's important to always be questioning because that's how people get entrenched in like these different belief systems that don't work. And that's also how people end up taking fucking drugs that make things worse. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely, bro. No, I love it. If that makes sense. Like, makes I know sense, I've been as guilty as anybody, you know, to get involved in that confirmation bias, right? But then you got to start, you know, looking at both ends of the coin. Like, what do I really think and believe about this, you know? Yeah. Do you ever think this drug's the best route? Should I maybe look at some other options? Yeah. Hell yeah. Because we do that. I mean, we run into that with our clients, right? Like I'll have, we'll have people that ask us about cholesterol. They'll be like, my doctor says my cholesterol is too high. Or That's a big one, dude. That's right? the biggest one, I should say. And it puts us in a tough spot because we can't be like, hey, stop taking your medication, right? That stop, makes us fucking Stop listening reliable. to your doctor, yeah. Right. But at the same time, like one of the things I like to say is like, yeah, listen, I, you know, what I would tell my mom to do or what I would tell what I would do if I was in your shoes is I would seek out multiple opinions because that line of thinking, you know, there's a couple books, a couple references about that seems a little outdated, you know, maybe you should seek another opinion, but people will see the same cardiologist, some dude who's 80 years old, who's still telling them to do shit, like eat bread, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the nicest way to put it, <laughs> without yeah. without looking like uh, an asshole. Right. You know, what's the craziest? What's some of the craziest ones that you've heard from from clients that their doctors have told them and stuff? I I feel like I haven't heard anything like out of this world crazy. Just kind of the same thing over and over again. You yeah. know, of just like do cardio, eat twelve hundred calories a day. <laughs> yeah, just kind of the same stuff. Super repetitive. When obviously that's not a if I've got multiple people telling me that it's clearly not a solution. Yeah. The only solution, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was a good topic. I feel like, I feel like we touched a lot of things. I do. I feel, I feel like we touched a lot of things. 
<laughs> you know, I feel I touch so many things. We're, we're those type of motherfuckers that just touch a lot of things, brother. Yeah. Things, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but we always ask first, brother. <laughs> we always ask if it's okay. <laughs> we'll have to put that in the, in the description. Ross and Brandon touch a lot of things. Yeah. yeah these, uh, on the th- thrival of the thrival of the fittest and touch things. <laughs> oh man well i mean i feel like that was a good, that's a good place to end it yeah we, we, t- we talked about what we needed to talk about um you did good you did great thanks bro you did great too man that was a you know as usual brother as usual brother you always bring your a game you always bring your a game <laughs> you, you keep getting better and uh and and one thing we forgot to mention is that this podcast is brought to you by reset you fitness 100 percent and that's, that's a company that's owned and operated by, you know, um, some very handsome fit gentlemen, very intelligent, you know, yeah. uh, who teach people how to reset their hormones and metabolism. So you can find them at resetufitness.com, reset you fitness on Instagram, Facebook or everywhere. Facebook. Yeah. We're all, I mean, YouTube. sorry, they're everywhere. I don't yeah, know. They, they yeah. They, they, <laughs> bro, they're smart people. They're smart people. They, they know what they're doing. <laughs> out in us you know like, <laughs> our true identities dude yeah <laughs> damn it <laughs> all right brandon well right. hey um oh as you may have noticed we started uploading twice a week rather than just once a week so you get to listen and or see us all the time now pretty much you don't you don't get that to get that long of a break which is a great yeah. thing it's an amazing thing it is, man, because that means, I mean, you can do, that means that people can do all kinds of shit when they listen to us now, man. You can vacuum your house if your floors are dirty or some shit, you know. Touch you things. Can, yeah, exactly. You can touch things while you're listening to us. A lot of yeah. people do that, you know. Yeah. A lot of people say we have sexy voices, you know. Yeah, so, I think we do. <laughs> I do too. So like when you, uh, you know, when you just listen to us, you know, uh, bantering back and forth, you know, you can feel free and touch some different things, you know, if that's whatever you want to touch. Yeah, exactly. This is we a free don't ju- judge free zone. Exactly. God damn it. You could touch, touch other people's things. If you ask first, you know, like, let us know in the comments what you like to touch when you listen to us. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe you like to touch some weights, you know, maybe you like to, <laughs> you know, maybe you like it to, you know, run your fingers through your buddy's hair, you know, that's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever sounds good. Maybe put a thumb in his butt or something, Who, whatever, whatever you guys are into. Uh, yeah. Where that's where you want to go with it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I don't know. Like, not that I've, I, I don't know. Like I've never really heard of anybody doing that. Sort of yeah. Thing. That just came to you. I feel I just that. Let the creativity get the best of me, brother. <laughs> oh, good. So if, if you, if you thought this was an insightful podcast discussion, if you, if you know somebody who this may help, uh, share it with them you know share it with somebody who you think this may help uh tag them in it give us a like um subscribe to us if you want to keep listening to us and keep touching things um and yeah let's end it there all right we'll see you guys next time see you next time